Blog Talk Radio. Revolution by Eva Beatles um, from the White Album. And today I have a really special guest. Welcome to the Indie Cafe, um, a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And today I have my co-host Spencer Drake from New York along with um, Ava Lee Stewart, a director, writer, producer, and artist, and um, great traveling companion. <laughs> and um, also one of her co-workers that she's done some work with, Brooke, who's also on the line with us and, um, well, actually in the studio with us. And I just wanted to open the show up and let everyone know that this show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards as a podcast. And if you'd like to call in and like to talk to either myself, Spencer, Brooke, or Lee, um, you could do so by calling 347-677-1036. And um, just real quickly, I just wanted to open the show up and say it's just a really big honor to be able to have um, Lee here with us today, along with the people that she works with um, and Spencer, because he's involved in the film festival, which we'll be talking about Besides um, Lee working at CNN and working on quite a few films and and just working on different, um, you know, uh, projects involved in the entertainment industry, it's just amazing 
how well-rounded she is, besides just being um, a published author and an artist, and also producing um, a bunch of films that have, uh, you know, made it into the big time here. So let's bring everyone into the studio really quickly, uh, and I'm going to have Lee introduce herself. First, I'm going to bring Spencer and my co-host from New York. Then I've got Brooke, and then I've got hey. Eva. Everyone's here. It's a party. It's Friday. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, hey. Thank <laughs> you for having us, Holly. Uh, were you kidding? And Ava, you're right. on the move. <laughs> <laughs> well, Did you like that? That's Great why I like traveling to be on the companion. <laughs> Great traveling companion, I yeah. I feel like I'm traveling all the time. But uh, yeah, my you name are. is Stuart, and thanks for everyone tuning in. I appreciate um, you guys uh, having me on the show. It's very exciting. Great. Yeah, Love it. we're happy you're here. Yeah, glad to so, be you here. Know, I'm so glad you're here, Brooke. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, Ava, for everyone tuning in that may not know a little bit about your background, why don't you start from the beginning and then um I and then you know a little bit about how the film festival came about and the different things you worked in because you're fascinating. I mean, um not only did you work with CNN, you worked on, you know, sets with major um people in the industry and you have uh these amazing films that are out including um you know, Keepers of the Gate and then your late, latest production that you just finished on um Finster and um also, you know, on Paradise Gardens and in the film festival, and then also your movie that I just really thought was great about Tibet. So, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? And I also put in the chat room, guys, the chat room's open. There's a link to um, AvaLeeStewart.com, and that's the. And then I'll also put the South Southeastern Film Festival um, in there too. So, go for it. <laughs> well, I uh, I started my career at CNN when I was just uh, 22 years old, and I kind of worked my way up through the ranks of news production. I started as a production designer in the production design department, and I did sets for um, the newsrooms and the elections and, you know, anything that was going on at that time. And then uh, I ended up uh, working in the CNN.com newsroom, and I, I did – the website for the .com, and then also a lot of the other networks, Headline News, CNN International, CNN Espanol, NASCAR, different websites, and then um, that are owned by CNN Digital Properties. And then when I was uh, leaving CNN, I decided to go to film school in London, and I made my first film, Keepers of the Gate, and then I moved to Los Angeles, where I lived for a number of years, and I worked on I can't even count how many films, but uh, after a certain number of years, I decided to start writing, and I wrote um, my first two novels, and then I wrote eight books of poetry, and then I continued to write scripts and work on, you know, different movies as a producer or documentary filmmaker. I just love to entertain audiences, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh, as part of that, you know, I ended up... uh, in Atlanta where there's a lot of production going on right now. And uh, I started the Southeastern International Film Festival as a way to bring independent films to smaller towns in the Southeast because there's not always a film channel for independent films 
a lot of studio films come to the southeast, but in smaller towns, it's not available. So we started in Atlanta, and then we had another festival in Thelonica, and this year we're going to have a festival in Nashville, Tennessee. So mm-hmm. it's very exciting to be able to uh, bring films to people who wouldn't ordinarily be able to watch them. Oh yeah, and you're. And I just wanted to add to that. Did. I want uh, Holly wanted to add to that that we had uh, rightly uh, we over uh, eighteen hundred films worldwide entered, right? Yeah, Absolutely. there were. Well, last last year it was over two thousand, and now I think it's eighteen hundred this year. Yeah. But um, so we have we've screened I think almost a uh, thousand films over the past four years, and then we mm-hmm. we've hosted films from. 80 countries, uh, and we've uh, been able to bring, you know, those films to uh, over 20,000 people, so it's exciting, you know, developing film festivals. That's awesome. Well, you know what also I wanted to say about the one film besides just, I mean, you worked on Larry King, too, and all that. I mean, people really need to know that you worked on it, and it's really amazing. the light bright set because the lights on his set always went out. We had to re we had to replace them all the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> but you know, what I wanted to say real quick before we get into everything is um not only that, um uh Lee is an accomplished artist besides just writing her books. She has published art and she sells it on her website. Um you can go and look at the pictures, AvaLeeStort.com. And um, also her books are on Amazon and pretty much, you know, anywhere you can buy books. Um, They're really awesome. And um, what I really was really fascinated with was State of Control, which I know um, was huge out here because you premiered it out here in San Francisco. And I remember when they were doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was really cool. And I know that... um, Spencer got to work with you on the uh, on a new film, Paradise Gardens, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of cool, you know. And and then I want to hear what Brooks has done with you. But I want to ask you really quickly before we get into that, what are you currently working on right now? Actually, uh, Brooks and I are doing an art show called Views from the Moon, and it's going yeah. to be in Atlanta, Georgia, on March 25th at the King Plow Art Center. And our okay. theme is Views from the Moon, so we're all we're both doing custom pieces. But uh, the idea kind of came up one night. We were kind of brainstorming about, you know, doing a show. And then this, you know, we all got inspired in different ways. There's there are three other artists in the show. So it's, uh, pizza was involved. It's very, I do have to second that, that pizza was involved during the idea process. <laughs> pizza was involved. Yes, Brooks, tell, tell, uh, <laughs> tell the audience about... Uh, about our night of uh, genius idea for views for the moon. Oh man, I, I don't even know how to where to start. I mean, it's it's normally like when you get a couple, you know, good professional artists together and who also happen to be great friends. Um, you just kind of ideas and and collaborations and inspirations just kind of spark off each other just from basic conversation. And we uh, we were out one night at a local pizza joint right up the street from where I live uh, currently uh, in Atlanta. And uh, it just kind of started from there. I mean, we were enjoying some pizza and wine, and we were like, you know what? We, uh, we've we individually done a lot of stuff, 
and been pretty successful at it. So we were like, you know, let's let's do something in a city that we all love and we care about, and let's try to give something back and try to put on some type of show for um, for everybody who's who's interested in art or who just wants to come walk through and, and meet us or, or see what kind of work that we can produce. And it just kind of started from there. And you know, there we have it. We set a date, and now we're all diligently working on some custom pieces. And uh, I couldn't be more excited about it. That's awesome. We have a caller. Can I bring them on real quick? Let's see who it is. Sure. Um, hold on a minute. 503, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, yes, this is Andrew from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Andrew. Can you hear me? Hey, what's up, Andrew? Hey, Andrew. Are you so, part of the not, film thing that everybody's no, no, working no, on? No, not at all. I, I just, I, 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 I've followed and was familiar with Ava's uh, art uh, in Palm Springs uh, back in the day. Hey. And looking forward to this documentary, and I just had a question for her. Sure. So <laughs> I was wondering for for an for an up and coming for an up and coming film director, um, being on a limited budget and a first time production and trying to get something across, what kind of advice would you give uh, for somebody like that? And what could you tell me uh, besides being creative and thinking you're creative and putting your idea across, what advice can you give me for making a film successful when it's released and, and, and how to get the people to understand it? Well, I think when you make any film or decide to make any film, you have to really love the subject matter and really decide that you want to make the film. And in terms of a narrative piece, you know, you put together a really great team. If it's documentary you need to pick a subject that, you know, you're able to work with the people or the place or whatever the subject is for a long period of time. It takes about three years to make an independent film usually, and then you end up marketing it for probably another year or so after that. So it's a pretty big commitment. So when I decide that I'm going to make a film, I I make sure that I'm really in love with, with the subject, and I feel like I've for me personally, I like to feel like I'm giving back to the world in terms of like in Paradise Garden, uh, the film about Howard Fenster that's called Fenster. Uh, I was in love with the idea of trying to help them to restore his garden and being able to bring attention to a place that they call Place in Peril in Georgia, which is, you know, an endangered place that might not be there forever. So I love the idea of doing kind of a virtual preservation of the garden while it was in really great condition so that the whole world could see it forever. Mm-hmm. Well, so I really I appreciate that. Beautiful. And I, I want to, I want to come in on this up. because I saw a great documentary on, that Lee. Yes. Hold on. Yes, sir. Hold on. No, no, I was just going to say, never give up. Keep going. Don't, don't give up. Yeah. yeah I really enjoy, I really enjoy your art. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, what Andrew? did you want to say, Spencer? What did you want to say? Spencer? Well, I wanted to say that um, I told Ali about a film that I saw about uh, ten very famous uh, actors that became filmmakers. Uh, Amos, uh, what's his name? Amos. Well, you know, I don't know. So several people. They were doing doc films in a movie, and it was how they had to get together their film. And it's not that easy. I mean, it's like what Lee says. It could take five oh, years. Oh, I know. It could I take know. Five. <laughs> you know, so you got to have that patience and believe. Like Lee says, the belief in. Uh, I'm working on a project with Lee now, and I really, you know, have to understand that too myself. And um, it's a very creative project; can't talk about it. But you know, I, I'm I'm understanding that I'll have to have a lot of time 
and, but I believe that the film is meant to happen for a certain reason because it's important. But, you know, you have to have that belief. Like Lee said, that's the most important thing, believing. I've done books like that where books didn't get off the ground, but I had believed in them and I found a publisher. So that's very important. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most important things besides what you believe in that you're doing yourself in the actual film. That's my point. Well, that's, well, that's great. That's great. And, and I appreciate the input. Thank you both very much. And I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks a lot. Sure. Oh, thank you for thank calling you. in. I have, a, I have okay. another question for you, um, Lee. Thank you for calling in. I have another question for you really quickly that came in. Um, somebody wants to know that once they finished writing a script on a movie, like um, uh-huh. it's based on it's based on facts, um, and they want to get the script out there to a studio to have it created into a film. What what would you suggest the process being for that um, to get that into the right hands to get somebody to really um, want to do this uh, film? I I feel like if it's based on fact that the person would just need to make sure that they have the right copyright to be able to write the script, any permissions that they need. But once the script's done, if it's the first-time writer, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of get through the gates right away. So a great way to get your work noticed is to enter film festivals. There's uh, the Nichols Fellowship that the Academy does. There's the Zotrop uh, Film Festival that Francis Ford Coppola does. They're all seen by major agents in Los Angeles. Um, In terms of, you know, different, you can write a query letter to different agents and managers in Los Angeles. There's a book at a bookstore called Samuel Samuel French, and there's also books online called The Writer's Market that you can get the names and contacts for different agents, what kind of material they'll review. You can send a letter. Don't send the script to anyone until they ask for it because that's a no-no. So just send a letter, see what you get back. If someone wants to read your script, then they'll usually read the synopsis first. And if they like the synopsis, then they'll read your script. But, uh, you know, in terms of writing it, you know, writing a script on writing a script on spec, which is what you'd call a script that's not already being, you're not being paid to write, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a gamble in terms of being getting your film made. But if you really believe in the project and you, like what Spencer said, you'll find the right person for the project that can help you move it forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I was going to come in okay. on? I'm I'm covering the Tribeca Film Festival this year. I just got an email on that last week, which will be really cool. But, you know, as Lee knows, they have different venues in Tribeca where people literally um, network each other, right, Lee? So it's like that's another great place to meet people. You may get an idea. Someone may pick up on the idea, right? I mean... That's another well, way. Absolutely, absolutely. I think if you if you could make a short film or trailer for your script idea, you know, you could talk to producers, send your the link to. It's it's kind of like a proof of concept. It's like a reel. You know what yeah. you can do, yeah. Or you yeah, do like yeah. a you know I call right it a home. lookbook where you put together you know a lot of material. If it's based on a true story, you know you can put together a lot of material <sighs> to be able to show it to someone. I think in terms mm-hmm. of getting a film made, whatever you can do to get your work seen by people and to keep working to make it better until, because if it's a really great script, I'm just going to be honest, you know, people will read it and they'll know it. it. There's very few really great scripts in the world. So if you write a great script, somebody will want to read it. Absolutely. <laughs> 
you know, um, <laughs> you know, no, no, no. And and the thing is, um, I've heard that some people that write scripts that aren't, you know, seasoned like yourself. When they've written scripts and they send them out to people, sometimes people say that um, it has to come through a certain way, and you have to be bonded, or you have to be this or that. So. What do you do in that? I, I say take it to an independent film producer. Yeah. I think you know. is when you start out, you have to, I mean, in terms of getting into the entertainment industry, you have to work really long and hard on your craft to be able to get to the level that you're going to be able to get the right meetings with the right people. Um, it just mm-hmm. takes time. But, you know, film festivals and screenwriting competitions and going out and networking, like Spencer said, that's what gets you to the next level. You meet people that, you know, are working with people who are independent producers, and, you know, that's what gets you to um, to be able to get your, credibility. your work seen and, and then to yeah. be able to work your way up in terms of having, you know, a lot of times people look at, you know, what projects you've done, what success you've had, and, and then they're willing to talk to you or, or really take a chance on you yeah. at that point. Mhm. You know, Spencer and I talked about this, and I know Brooke cannot probably understand this, being your friend. You know, when you did your when you your very first film that you got that you that somebody picked up that really loved it, and you you were able to actually see it, and it was done. How did that feel for you? I mean, that was like such a great accomplishment. You yeah. know. It is. It's the best feeling in the world to have a finished film that you can let go of. It's really hard to let go of a film, you know, to really feel like you're done with it. So it's a great feeling when you feel like you're done with it and you can let go and move on to the next project. It's the same with Mm -hmm. writing books or screenplays. I think any creative uh, work, and I'm sure Brooks is also an actor. uh, Oh, wow. He has worked on a lot of films, too, so he knows what I'm talking about it's like and even with painting I think you know you look at a painting and it's like you um, know when it's done Brooks would you say the same oh yeah I mean I just kind of wanted to I mean I'm I'm happy to be a a part of this conversation I'm just learning a little bit oh absolutely uh, from each and every one of you guys but uh, yeah I just kind of wanted to second on uh, anybody else out there that's listening we want to thank Andrew for calling in but uh, if you haven't seen, or if, I don't even know if, if believe you've released this to the public yet, but your documentary on Howard Spencer, I know when I first saw it, I was, I don't know, I can't speak for every artist, but me personally as an artist, I was going through, there. I mean, there are moments and seasons where you feel so inspired and you might do so many projects to where you just overload yourself and then you go through some seasons where you might feel like you're in an inspirational rut, but that movie got me out of, I want to say I was in a minor artistic funk to where I just I couldn't really get oh, inspired. Wow. I was going through some stressors in my life, and that film just really, really touched me and kind of sparked, you know, the inspiration in me as an artist, and ever since I've seen that film and become close friends with Lee, it has been, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm on artwork overflow. Like, I'll be doing artwork in my sleep sometimes. It's crazy. I'll wake up with a, a paintbrush in my hand, and I'm like, what the hell is going on with myself? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Brooke, you're an actor, too? Yeah, I've been acting for about seven years. Yeah, I've been acting for about seven years. Yeah, I mean, I'm, man, I was, 
you get you're a on the other you side of the camera now. <laughs> you're on the other side of the camera too. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, yeah. uh, Brooke, tell us about your background yourself. What is your background? Yeah. Oh, background. That's that's a tough one. No, it's not that bad. I'm, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say uh, I'm a I'm a Southern guy. I mean, I was born and raised pretty much uh, all over the Southeast, um, the United States, and. I mean, I was always a sports buff growing up. My dad played a little bit of professional baseball, and he did a lot with uh, the entertainment fit, you know, industry when he was younger. Um, and that just kind of really inspired me to kind of really dive into that those parts of me and really try to, to help those, like, nurture those and to help those flourish. So, I mean, growing up, I was always the kid that was – I mean, I would do decent in school, but I would have always notebooks filled with artwork and doodles and sketches and writings and music and all kind of stuff and – that just kind of blossomed for me after college. I went off to college and played pro. Um, I played football and baseball in college and took a lot of art classes throughout um, college and went on to play a little bit of professional baseball for a couple of years. And then after an injury, really kind of got confirmation from, you know, uh, from God and from the universe and from everything to just really kind of uh, dive in deep to the artistic side of, of you know, my passion has been full throttle pretty much ever since. Wow. I've got, I've been blessed to, to, to sell and ship art, you know, kind of all over the United States and a little, you know, a couple pieces all over the globe. So I just, Great. the more, the more you create as an artist, I feel like, and the more, you know, people relate to it to a, to a point to where they want your product, they want your, your creation that just kind of, that, that is kind of like an eternal artistic, like flow, like that you just, you you get addicted to like you create something and somebody has to have it on their wall there's no more uplifting feeling than that you know from an artist standpoint so i mean that's just a little bit about me but you know i'm like any other guy like good food and sports and you know all that good stuff (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's awesome You know, hey Lee, wait a minute. Something I want to I want to touch on. Lee Lee is part of uh, founded this great Love Look and Listen series. Tell us about that. Yeah, Lee. Love Look and Listen oh, with Brian. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Brian. Well, as part of as part of the film festival, we started Love Look Listen. Uh, the host is Brian Ashley Jones, and we do interviews with creative people about why they love what they do, what they're watching, what they're listening to. It's about a ten minute web series and podcast is available on our website, lovelooklisten.com and iTunes. But it's uh, been a lot of fun. We interviewed recently Fats Kaplan from Jack White's band, and he told us why he loves what he does and what he's watching, what he's listening to. And it's very interesting what he's watching. I was surprised. You'll have to watch the episode. It's on our website now. But it's uh, (coughs) it's been a lot of fun just to sit around talking to a lot of creative people about you know, why they love what they do. I think there's a common thread in all of us, why we create things like what Brooks was talking about. You know, there's just this kind of inner drive when you get, you know, when you know you're that kind of person that you need to put things out in the world. And um, I feel like uh, we actually interviewed also Buzz Kaysen, who, Holly, I think you had Buzz on your show. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was he amazing. Was Holly, you had Buzz. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah, he He's was on Love of He's playing a concert in Nashville, I believe, this weekend. Um, oh, really? And uh, I got yeah, because Carol, Lee, sent, you gotta me, catch Carol sent me something on it. I know. Yeah, he's a very he's a very interesting man, and I'm gonna have him back on the show. 
Like, um, because when he, when I talked to him, he was on his way to a sound check, and I really want to have him back because he's worked with pretty much everyone and anyone you could think of, and he's 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 uh he's known as the Godfather of Nashville, and he was the very first rock and roll band in Nashville. And you told me about his book, and wow. uh, I asked him about his book, and he's a he's a very interesting person. I really like him. Um, really beautiful heart. Well, he's, he's so. really generous too because he let us film at his studio creative workshop and uh-huh. he played for us one of his biggest songs on the show and it was a great interview to see someone like him be so generous with his time and share why he loves what he's what he's what he's done his whole life because I think it's really inspirational to people you know that are independent artists to listen to artists that have made a lot of a lot of art and, and had a lot of success to see how they still think about, you know, what they love, what they still love what they do and, and why they started, you know, creating things in the first place. Mm-hmm. So this show yeah. is a lot of fun. So, uh, Ali, did you do the interview already with Buzz? I did. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wow. not, it hasn't been released yet. We're, I think it's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. You know, Holly, wait a minute. We got to, we got to, I got to come in on this. Holly and I know Carol Kay who was representing Buzz Kaysen right now. It got him on it was part of how he got on the show. So I'd like to oh, okay. send he should I'll connect you with her, her email. Send her the interview oh, when you have, I have it done. Oh, I have his okay. number directly. Yeah, I have his number. She knows about No, no, Carol. And, and no, also, Holly. No, no, Carol. Yeah, but Carol. No, yeah, no, 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 let's no, no. Do it this way. But Carol, no, uh, so so Lee, when it's yeah, done, I'll give you I'll give you Carol's email. Just email her the interview like you did on, you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah, I will. I w- I'm excited about it being finished because, you know, Buzz, I researched him before I did the interview, and then um, it was funny because we were sitting in the studio, and, and his the piano that's behind, he was like, you know, Johnny Cash played play that piano. It was just like wow. really kind of amazing <laughs> to sit in the studio because of how many people had been there and recorded albums. I think... He recorded uh, Jimmy Buffett's second album there, and he recorded with Pearl Jam. He recorded with he the Beatles recorded one of his songs. He's in the song yeah, Hall Fame. So it was a lot of it was a lot of fun to get to meet mm-hmm. him and, and talk to him about his work. And I believe yeah. he just come, he came out with a new album this year. I think he's working on it. When I was there interviewing him, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. What's you know what's really interesting about him, and um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Spencer, but I had, I had, okay. um, I didn't get a chance to tell you. I had sent Carol that information already, and um, I got I got the link. I think I got the link from you already, Ava. But yeah, just make sure you send it to her. And then also, um, I mentioned to her about his book. And um, that I want to have him back, and he had given me his number direct. But I'm going to go through Carol and book him again to come back on the show. It would be really awesome. And I told him about you and about you guys going out there, and he was telling me a lot about his book and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. Um, okay. Did you? Did you? Um, who did you go out to the studio with? With Brian? Right. Yeah. Brian Ashley Jones is the host of the show. So Brian and I do the show together he he actually does the interview we prepare you know a group of people we usually do a few interviews in one day and we have moved around to different locations we go to different studios around nashville 
to do the different interviews. We're actually doing another uh, show day, interview day at a studio in Nashville on March 15th, and we're going to interview uh, mm-hmm. Brianna Kidwell, who I think Spencer yes, designed her yes, album cover. Yes, you're going to say that. <laughs> right. So I was excited to meet her, and then um, we just interviewed the Swedish band Thyra, and their interview is coming out next month. Oh, that's great. Wow, cool. Oh, listen, i got to tell everybody, the Grand Ole Opry is coming to New York. That's going to be big. So I think that's a whole trip here with Holly and I, because so, we're going we to have him on a show, York. I'm pretty sure, and I'm getting invited to the opening, but I'm not sure when it's opening up. It's going to be in Broadway in New York, but it's going to be huge. It's like bringing Nashville no, to New York, Lee, you know? That's amazing. Well, Nashville is a, is a pretty, it's a small, big town, I think. <laughs> There are a lot of people in and out of Nashville doing a lot of things. It's an interesting place. I really enjoy being there. I've only been there for a short time, but my family's from there, so I've had a good time, you know, getting to the town and meeting a lot of really great people. You know what I wanted to say real quick about Nashville is we want to talk about the film festival. The film festival is going to happen in November this year, right? It is. It's, uh, we're going to have a kickoff par- party, and we actually have been speaking with some different universities there about possibly doing some um, partnerships for the students. But uh, the film festival is going to be in November, and we're just uh, about to set the date, but it's not 100% confirmed. And yeah. it's going to have films, music, and art. So it's going to be an amazing kind of synergy of all it's kind, different worlds. It's kind of like South by Southwest in another form, right? It's got with the galleries and music and film festival, right, Lee? It you could like, say that. I think that. Well, and, and we'll have workshops and and different uh, ways. A yeah, different thing work. Yeah, you like. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's going to be it's more of an integrated approach to a film festival. When we started the film festival, we looked at it as kind of a blank slate with new technology and what's possible. It used to be with film festivals, you know, you're kind of limited to staying in one place because of the theater. And now with digital projections and, you know, the ability to move, it's we kind of reinvented the way we saw it so we could reach more people and include more artists and just figure out a way to bring people together. And I know we all love the idea of bringing together musicians and filmmakers and producers so that uh, there could be, you know, that kind of synergy that happens when a lot of creative people get into one place. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I wanted to ask Spencer was with Tribeca. Um, You're going, and how many films are in, I mean, how does this compare with other film festivals? I know here in Sonoma and and also Napa, it's completely off, it's completely different vibe. Yeah, I covered Tribeca uh, years ago, and then I was out of it a little bit. I didn't really pr- pursue it, and then I pursued it, and then get in. All of a sudden, this year we got in, and so it's going to be like it's it's. They've got the best thing about Tribeca, which I noticed, is um, they got a wide variety. Of course, they got a wide variety of films, just like Sundance kind of like thing. But I think Sundance to me is the is the uh, comparison highline quality one to me Sundance I've been out to Sundance before but to me it's like um, but they have a lot of great film and the, the networking things unreal because you at all these events you just can network with filmmakers 
writers, everything. You know, they've got a lot of that going on. They have, like, you, you know, you can sit in a cafe in between a movie and just talk with people integrated in media or in film. You know, it's a really great place to meet and greet and learn about learn about film. You know, it's, it's going to be a... Uh, it runs about a week, I think. It's going to run about a week. I've already got a first list uh, the other day, you know, Holly. So it's going to be really cool. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, I'd like to give. I'd like to I'd like to give. Oh, I was going to say I'd like to give a shout out to the Durango Film Festival that's going on this weekend in Durango, Colorado, mm-hmm. because it's oh, a great yeah. festival and it's happening now. Beautiful and place. Brooks and I Beautiful actually place. went a couple of years ago. It was a great film festival. So if you're in that well, area, is it, is it par- Paradise Garden or what's named F- the film Finster now? Finster. That was that's in there. Yeah, it, it won an award, was, right, or something yeah. like. Yeah, we got second overall for the festival. It's yeah. exciting. That's awesome. And, but it, but uh, it's a great – since it's this weekend, I just had to give them a shout-out because they, they do a great festival. Wow, cool. Yeah, just a little you know, uh, side note for, you know, listeners. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut anybody off, but, I mean, no, anytime no, you get an opportunity. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like with Andrew calling in earlier or any other callers or listeners, if you are a uh, artist, director, actor, filmmaker, just fan, like any opportunity you get to go to a film festival, regardless of – what cool little town or city it is, like, I would just encourage you to just take take that leap and go do it, because, I mean, there's no there's no telling what you're going to see, who you're going to meet, and how it's going to inspire you and, and are your passion. So. Yeah, in New York, by the way, in New York, uh, Brooke, in New York, they have a lot. You know, like, I go to the Winter Film Festival, then there's the mm-hmm. New York Indie Film Festival, then you have um, a whole, with IFC has a big incredible doc film festival, probably the best doc film festival I've been to, just doc films, which you'd love, oh, yeah. Ava, you know, and, and, and it's just, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of festivals in New York, it's like one right after the other, so now it's like I'm going to boom, 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 you know, and then Brooklyn, mm-hmm. not to mention Brooklyn, Brooklyn has uh, the Northside Film Festival, and ha- they have their thing, uh, Judith and I are actually going, <laughs> Judith and I, Judith, I gotta bring this up, Judith's daughter just is in a movie called Catfight. Uh, the director is Ona Turkle. It was in the Toronto. And now it's distributed in New York. We're going to go see it tomorrow. And it's a riot leap. Because, and Holly, you know what she said to me? She said, Spencer, I've seen the film, but i got to see it again because i got to see Ariel on the big screen. Ariel's in the movie <laughs> on the big screen. Her daughter on the big That's screen, fantastic. right? You know, That's right? Fantastic. Yeah, that's you know, that's amazing. It, it's almost surreal when you see somebody that you're working with. Like, you know, for me, uh, Lee, just, you know, traveling with you and being around you and then knowing all the different projects you're working and all the di- – and it's amazing. She's like a walking encyclopedia, I swear to God. <laughs> Am I? It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's in a, that's in a good way, my dear. You know that. Um, uh, it, well, it's, 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 I, I no, no, have no. a lot of useless knowledge in my head. Useless? No, nothing's useless ever, and I'm sure Cooper can. Uh, I don't think can, so. um, Agree with that? No. It's all good. No. It's all good. It's all good. I have to say though, on your on your documentary that you did on state of control about Tibet, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. I I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, during the whole thing. Did you get to see Spencer and Cooper? Did you guys see that? Um, I didn't see Static. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't? It's uh, it's 
Unbelievable. I worked on it for almost uh, five years, and I think it took seven years to finally be finished. But uh, it started in um, it started in uh, 2007 during the Chinese Olympics, and it was meant to show the humanitarian crisis in Tibet in the wake of the Chinese Olympics. But when the two directors went over to Tibet to interview some monks mm-hmm. in different monasteries, it turned into kind of a different film, which can happen in documentaries. Um, it does not often happen. But they were, you know, kind of harassed by the Chinese secret police, and they were spied on, and all of us had our computers hacked, and it became a little bit more about, you know, in documentary, you want to observe a subject. You don't want to become part of the film. But in a way, with this film, it was interesting because um, we became part of the film by being the subject matter kind of changed to show, you know, the challenges of the Tibetan people and people that are oppressed in general, you know, in the in the context of the cybersecurity challenges that we had even making the film. The filmmakers have their computers cloned from the hotel rooms. One of the filmmakers was actually poisoned in yep. wow. right before he was on his way that home. That was horrible. And, uh, oh we, kind of, we kind of evacuated everyone after mm. that happened. And then, um, and then your email was they passed, went right? on to Well, I yeah. actually was in Denver, Colorado, and the Chinese hacked my computer. I remember that. And... They destroyed it, and I was able to record the IP addresses on the router, and the directors arranged for that information that I gathered to be analyzed by the guys at Google. And so they did an interview with them explaining what happened to my router, like what happened when my computer was destroyed, and explained, you know, how how it all worked. But then it was also really interesting because the students were free to bet, um, one of the girls in the film, she explained how that happens to them as well. It's not just, you know, we were just kind of also in the, you know, they're constantly monitoring them. And uh, we were able to help uh, Don Dup Wang Chen, who was a Tibetan filmmaker who made the first, it was the first and only Tibetan reality series. And he went to um, Chinese labor camp. He's still there. But, and I write petitions to try to get him to release all the time. But, we were able to save his wife and his parents and his children. So they received oh, asylum in America. So Incredible. I'm really happy that we were able to. He to cut out. I think we lost and, her. Oh, I thought I lost okay. her. I was going to say no. No, I, <laughs> no, I was, no, it's just the happy. That's the, you know, in the adversity, it, in that kind of film, I think that for me personally, I wanted to give a voice to people who didn't have a voice and, you know, I was willing mm-hmm. to risk, you know, my own safety to do that. But at the same time, I, I'm really proud of the fact that we were able to help people to have a better life. Was that film shown at the United Nations? It was. And it was also shown, um, you know, at a lot of different film festivals. But it's available on iTunes now to download State of Control yeah. if anyone wants to watch it. It's, and it's, yeah. a what about, it's, it's a hard-hitting It's a hard-hitting film You know, you have to be in the mood to watch but it But it's for good sure. It's, it's I mean, really compelling It's very compelling It is I Like I said, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time And you know what I wanted to ask you now um, Paradise Garden The one, your your documentary for Paradise Garden That Spencer um, had been part of also 
when um, is that going to be available to the public? Is that available now? It's actually it's actually not available yet. It's being edited in LA as we speak. Uh, okay. The final version. Uh, there's a lot okay. of different versions that have to be created to be able to distribute it. So it should be done in the next few months, I hope. But you know that's mm-hmm. that's always uh, you don't you can't rush perfection. <laughs> Yeah, you no, 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 no. It's going to be know, well It's getting close. It's going to be a big hit. That's, and Brooks, that's Brooks awesome. saw it at a test screening. He saw it in Jacksonville. We did some test screenings. And Brooks loved it. Last year. Yeah. And I, I saw the raw version, and I'm like, I want that it. copy. I don't care how many edits you do to it. It's not, yeah, I mean, for me, well, and, and it's it's more to, about to tell everybody, the film is in a lot of film festivals already, right, Lee? I mean, it's in a lot mm-hmm. of film festivals. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been in a lot of film festivals, but it was, you know... I, as a filmmaker, I think, you know, when you tell the story, there's, you just want to get it right. And there are a couple of things yeah. that, you know, I wanted to make sure we included. That's good. Yeah. We spent so much time. We spent, I guess, almost five years chronicling the renovation of the garden because it was in disrepair when we went to do the film. In the first place, we did a short film to help them get a grant from Art Place, and they received over a million dollars to be able to renovate the garden. And then we were able to to film the renovation of the garden over those years. That's amazing. And then mm-hmm. kind of see what's interesting to me is, you know, I wanted to preserve the garden on film, but also to kind of see what happens to an artist's work after they're gone. Howard Finster was a, a folk artist, but they, he's also categorized as a visionary artist, which means that he was very much a part of why that art environment that he created at Paradise Garden thrived. So when he was gone, it was difficult for someone else to take on the role to maintain the garden at the same level that he did. So it went into disrepair, but now, you know, the county there has bought it and they've turned it into a museum, but it's still difficult to maintain. And it's kind of a always changing because it's a garden. But uh, right. I love the idea of being able to kind of just show what happens to an artist's work when they're gone and how it lives on and, and the challenges in keeping it mm-hmm. alive or, or keeping it, you know, so that people can enjoy it for years. It's just time. a great story. I mean, all, all, all over, you know, it's just a great, a great story and a great, uh, a great piece of work. Yeah. I, I, I think what Lee, uh, what I see, what I, what I see in Lee and I've done a lot of books and sort of categories that nobody does like 45 or, Rock posters. I've done a lot of books in areas where nobody. Lee does that in film. Lee, Lee will think of a film that has uh, a, a very incredible content. That, that by the way, no filmmaker is going to do it. I'm serious. No filmmaker is going to do it. <laughs> but but it's important, right, Lee? It's important, and she I gets this important. film out. <laughs> what? I think it's important, and you know what's funny is Brooklyn. Yeah, and I, exactly. We were, we and that's why you're doing that. it. We were working on a film called. Well, we were. We didn't really have a name for it, but we were kind of calling it Dreamcatcher. And then we were filming. Ooh. We found a Dreamcatcher on the ground while wow. we were filming. That's great. And, uh, wow. Nothing happens. It was broken. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's, I like that's to think one that. thing I've noticed. <laughs> that's one you thing know I've that. noticed as an artist. It's like when you're so engulfed in doing a project, or you're so inspired by mm-hmm. something that you want to you know, kind of passionately pursue a project, there's little affirmations and there's little signs and little 
true. Little things along the way that just kind of like I don't know, you call them supernatural, call them angelic, it call them you you know, spiritual. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean there 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 are lights and there are signs that kind of like guide you and 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 reassure you that you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at this you know this mm-hmm. right time and right moment. That's kind of the addicting well, feeling that I get as being an artist. I mean you'll you'll start on a piece of work and you'll watch how it kind of unfolds itself and it's just like. Um, it's it's a pretty miraculous feeling. So like I yeah, Brooke, I, I mean, I've done I, that. You know, uh, Judith and I are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way, with our album covers. We've done iconic album covers. I got to tell you, it's the same relative thing, also, where you're working yeah. on an album cover, and all of a sudden the elements fall together. It's like magic, right? So it's kind of yeah. like the same thing. I'm sure Lee felt that about Finster or what you're doing with art. It's like it's there's a synergy of all these different creative things that's the same right and it's like this it magic flows, that happens yeah. and mm-hmm. as it right holly it has a meaning you know it has that meaning it to totally go the flows. elements are like together yep. you know? yeah you know this brings up a really good um question i have for you lee because i never really got to ask you this in the time that we spent together um on your books your published books how many books do you have published now Good. Um, nine. Nine wow, books. That's okay. Great. Now, so out of these books, do you feel? Because I know most of the books are based on real, true, true experiences, like the one about your mom. Um, yeah. Do you feel like any of those books you'd like to make them into a movie? And would you recommend somebody writing a book first and then making a movie, or what? What would you, you do? know what's ironic is I I always wanted to write since I was very young and I wrote my second book first when I was really in my in my late teens, early twenties and I didn't publish it because I didn't have the technical knowledge to finish the novel. And when my mom had an accident I wrote about what happened during that time and I think because I was so driven to tell that story, I figured out how to write it, and then I realized once I wrote the that novel that I could fin- finish the other one, and I was actually working on another one. But I do, I I wrote those as books, and some some material, you know, you look at it and you say this is a screenplay, and then other things mm-hmm. are are longer to tell, and I think that's more that's more like a novel. But mm-hmm. for me personally, I think I think I could adapt my novel do a screenplay, but I'd probably want to work with someone else that was a little bit further away from the material so that they could help me to make sure that, you know, I, I cover it the right way. Because when you get really close to a story writing it, sometimes you like fill in gaps that you didn't actually write. And, you know, you want to make sure that you have somebody you're working with to help you. But I, I think that it's probably easier if you have like a longer story to tell to write a novel. And if it's more, you know, an idea, a creative idea, would be easier to write a screenplay. Right. In my mind. Oh yeah. That's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. So that goes that goes back to the question of um, in the beginning where I had somebody ask a question about a real life situation that they wrote in wrote as a movie, and they want to get it out there. And uh, mm-hmm. that was really good information that you told me as far as getting it out there and. Uh, you know, different agencies, I'm glad. And, and you know, for anyone listening, um, this show will be available again if you tuned in late afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio is an on-demand under the Indie Cafe. Um, and today, again, I have uh, 
Ava Lee Stewart, and then Cooper, and then Spencer, my co-host in New York. And, uh, you know, this is really great because we're very well-rounded because here I come from media Spencer and, and music, and Spencer comes from the music industry and publishing industry, and then you come from the film industry and publishing and art and music, and then, and then Brooks, you come from acting and art and, you know, this whole thing about this... Uh, exhibit you guys are going to be doing soon about the moon is pretty fascinating because Ava and I have stories about the moon I'm sure she can probably tell you <laughs> we all have followed us that's <laughs> funny yeah. Brooks and I you know I think our moon conversation started in Durango at the film festival when there was this giant full moon and we were kind oh, of wow. competing to do some some sort of like poetry about the moon and then that that was the beginning of that for me in a way I don't know about you Brooks Oh yeah yeah I mean it's 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 crazy over the past couple of years I mean anything that I've collaborated on with other artists or I've done you know independently on my own it's like I mm-hmm. take mental notes and you take um, I mean I physically write stuff down all the time but I'm I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly inspired, and I'm constantly trying to create because, I mean, as, like I said before, it's just such an addicting feeling, especially when you get to collaborate with other artists and you create this masterpiece that just, you get a lot of, of good, you know, wholesome feedback. It's just, there's not a better feeling than that. It kind of inspires you to do more of that. So. That's awesome. I'm really I'm inspired by the idea of outer space and, and the thought of views from the moon to me is like kind of like the idea that the universe, there's so many things we don't know in the world. So that was kind of my inspiration for the art that I'm doing. Mm, that's cool. That's great. Well, you know, yeah, what I wanted to do. It's a different concept, but I'm I think sorry. it's going to be a great show. It is going to be an amazing show. And we have, a, we have an orchestra playing. We have an orchestra what? playing. <laughs> We have an orchestra playing at the show. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're going to have some live music and Yeah, we're going to make it a whole thing, so it's going to be great. Excellent. Let's get the dates for that again. Let's get the dates on that again. It's March 25th at the King Plow Art Center in Atlanta, Georgia. That's downtown Atlanta. And the event is on Marietta Street. Okay, and the event is on Facebook, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if you just Google, or not Google, but if you Facebook and then Views from the Moon, you should pop on by, say hello, send us a message. That's awesome. Any feedback, good feedback. Yeah, no, that leads into the film festival really quickly again. I want to give the website out for that and um, have submissions closed yet for that. Um, I believe they're still open for another couple of weeks, and then they close. Okay, because okay. I know that we've been um, working on judging it and stuff like that right now. Um, so what's the website for the film festival so that people can go in? I, I gave your website out, and that is in the chat room. And, again, I'll give it out. It's Ava Lee Stewart and dot com. And then um, on the film festival, there is a link on there for SIF, which is – um, you know, interesting because you know, so no, yeah, okay, oh, and then, there you um, go. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And then the Love Look Listen link is on there as well, which is kind of cool because you get to really highlight some artists. And I know with Spencer and I, with different people that we've interviewed, and especially with Rihanna Kidwell and with Buzz, and 
I've already interviewed. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that. And uh, I know that you've created a YouTube channel just for that, too, as well, correct? We do. We have a YouTube channel for the film festival, southeasternfilm.com. And then we have uh, the iTunes and the website and the Facebook pages. You can find us if you just Google the name, Web Look Listen. Oh, awesome. And then Spencer, um, Spencer, I wanted Spencer to make a, a really quick announcement about a film he just finished working on over the weekend, I believe last weekend, was it? A video, um, AIGA in New York, very big uh, graphic design organization. We won some awards for them in the past. Uh, did a video of me and Judith, um, which will be on YouTube, uh, and her son Justin's going to edit it on YouTube, and then... We also have um, an event of our life, our music life, on May 18th at the Powell Gallery in New York. Yay! And surprisingly enough, AAGA is backing it, so it's a big thing. So it'll be really cool. Um, kind of like doing May, a number right? of things ourselves. And it's um, all part of everything. Congratulations. So, Holly, thanks a lot, Holly. Yeah, it's all part of everything. Yeah, Thank great. you for. And that's yeah. in May, correct, Spencer? Your, your May 18th. How yeah, how how gallery I'll hopefully be Holly can come in. It'd be great Lee if you could come in. To, Lee, let's go. I would love to. Let's Congratulations, go. Spencer. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a I big like it'll be a big night. night. There'll be a lot of people, I'm sure it'll be Brooke, really cool. Yeah. Love to have you That's people Brooke, come. And you cool. too, Brooke, if you can make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? We would love to have Brooke come out for that. That would be fantastic. Sure, and I know I think Brian is on uh is on um on tour right now, um, your host, your co-host on Love Look Listen, and I wanted to just uh, let everyone know if you'd like to call in. Um, we have a few, a little bit longer on the air. I know you're driving, Lee. Um, it's three four seven six seven seven one zero three six if you'd like to call in. And again, our chat room is open. And again, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards, and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe. And we did open up with a song called um, Revolution off the White Album, and that was um, in dedicated to Lee's mom. And we're going to be opening with, we're going to be closing with an amazing song, too, from the White Album, also dedicated to her mom. So for everyone listening, um, we want to say we're glad you're here. And if you have any film questions or anything like that, um, you know, Type it into the chat room or um, everyone that's listening live, thank you for listening. Or if you have any questions, call. But, you know, I do have one more question from somebody here. Uh, they wanted to know uh, about your going into schools and how they could get in touch with you to go in and do any kind of um, educational, independent, film, you know, talking about independent film distribution or um, film festivals and stuff like that because I know that you teach in some of the schools. Um, I don't have a current uh, class plan, but they can just email me at southeasternfilm at gmail.com okay. or contact us on the Facebook page. There's Just message okay. us and we'll respond and, and let them know when, it, when there might be an available class. But we update that on the film festival page when it's available. Okay, yeah. okay cool. And then if anybody wants to get in touch with uh, Brooks, Brooks, how would they get go about reaching you? Besides uh, seeing you at the, film, at, the, at the art gallery. 
<laughs> come on in the art show, say hello. Other than that, I mean, you can reach me online a little bit. I'm revamping my website right now, especially with the art show coming up, so I want to update it a little bit. Um, I mean, you can reach me on Facebook. Just type in Brooks Robinson, and I'll pop up. Or if you follow on Instagram, it's just the Brooks Robinson. Put a Z in front of my name. And uh, other than that, I try to I try to stay up to date with that stuff. I kind of get lost in my work and put social oh, media no, down yeah. a lot. And I'm, I'm bad about that, but uh, if, you know, give me a shout. I'll be sure to get back to you. But yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure. No, oh, yeah, it's great, we man. love it. We cool, love man. it. And Spencer, he can reach Spencer on on the net as well as my co-host. And um, yeah, also Spencer's going to uh, be releasing Facebook a website will. soon. Yay! Getting my website yeah. two months. We're excited. Justin's working on the website with us. Yeah. yeah. And my website, Red Velvet Media. Red Velvet Media is going to be um, relaunching. Um, I had to. Uh, I had to change a lot because I'm working with a lot of different clients now and um, also, you know, helping people focus on um, social media and also some film stuff. And, you know, photo photographs, we want to talk about you and your photographs because I know that when we were, you know, taking pictures of Grand Canyon, it was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, you too, Holly. You took good <laughs> photographs, Holly. I, I saw those. Uh, Every one of you, Brooks does too. All of you take great photographs. I yeah, well, a lot of great photographs for everybody. I saw. Yeah, no. We should plan a photography art show later. We should. Oh, my God, oh I my love gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this, what, what they did in Sonoma. Sounds, sounds what they like did in Sonoma. You have it's to in the works, Brooks. Really, it's already in the works. This is, this is really cool. I have to tell you what they did in Sonoma as, as far as photography. Um, what they did was they went around, I guess, the community and took pictures of people that are, like, just known or seen or whatever, and then there's a little story behind it because we have the Sonoma Art Museum here, which had the uh, um, surfboard uh, exhibit, which I told Spencer about. I didn't get a chance to tell you about that, uh, Lee. It really, was really cool. And, um, you know, last year it was really interesting I didn't know that Picasso did a whole pottery collection, and there was a whole pottery collection at the Sonoma Museum of Art that I got to go to, and it was really interesting. So, you know, we've got a lot of things going on here, and then also, you know, in San Francisco and stuff like that, but they're doing photographs, people that are taking photographs in the area and stuff like that. I think some of those photos I took recently after the rainstorm, I should enter them, huh? They were yeah, very vivid. That's, I think oh, yeah, that's And we've got rain on the way. <laughs> rain, rain is coming. It's coming. I can feel it in the air. I know. Oh. You know, it never rains. You know, they say it never rains in California, but, you know, it does rain a lot. Um, you know, Lee, so I want to say to you, um, I want to thank you so much for being here today. And um, also to you, too, Brooke, me. and to my co-host, Spencer, in New York. Thank you, Holly. And um, are we going to do – yeah. Um, you know, you and I should do a pop culture. Are you up for doing a pop culture news today? Uh, sure, yeah. We can talk sure. about your Italian the Italian <laughs> Wine and Food Institute with the people running like Madhouse Buffalo. You know. <laughs> this is so funny. So, 
Ava, do you want to stay on for pop culture news, or do you want me to let you go because I know you're driving? No, I'll do pop. I'll do pop culture news. Why not? Oh, cool. Yeah. And what about you, Good. Brooke? Do you want to stay on for that? I am. I'm free for a little while, so I'll I'll, I'll, oh, put, cool. I'll okay. put what I know so, in, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. So we, so yeah. No, we can do we can do pop culture news in California, pop culture news uh, in the South, and then pop culture news in go. the East. There we got all three really like the North, the South, and the and the West. <laughs> okay. That's funny. I love so, that. Listen, That's yeah, I know. Now we're just missing the good witch from the North, right? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> I forgot. Nice, okay. My name is Glenda today, all right? I want to be Glenda. All right. So, we are going to play our favorite song that we intro into before we do pop culture news. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> don't laugh, Spencer. I'm going to kill you. This is funny. I love it. This is the funniest song, okay? So, everyone, um, hold on and listen to this really great song that Spencer and I love. Here you guys go. And then we'll go into pop culture news. Hold on. And then we will still end the show with your song, Ava. Hold on a minute. Woo! <laughs> Who wants yesterday's paper? Who wants yesterday's gun? Who wants yesterday's paper? Nobody in the world Yeah. 
<laughs> We're in the moon, 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 moon. We're traveling around the moon. Okay. So, Spencer, let's start off with you because you've got a lot to talk about. Well, I got a couple of things. Uh, Judith and I were invited to the Italian Wine and Food Institute Festival yesterday, which usually turns out to be like a horde of buffalo running for food and drinking wine and trampling over each other with business suits on. But this year um, was more of a sick. More of a sit-down dinner, but they used to have an event. I got to tell you this story, right, Holly? You know the story. It was like years ago they had it at the Marriott, and Judith and I would go there. And there was one portion of the show we would just want to look forward to doing, and this was what they they have everybody drink wine for hours with no food, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like about six o'clock, they'd open up the doors, and all these buffet of top, like Le Cirque, all these restaurants would have a buffet, right? Well, the people. Because they hadn't eaten all day. And if you turned away from that, you would hear it like a thunder of wild buffalo. So you turned around and you would just see men and women, all, by the way, all dressed up, trampling each other to run to the tables to eat because they haven't eaten all day and just drank, right? So that was a classic. Classic, absolutely a comedy, you know. It's and we just go there to watch that event every year. They don't have it this year. This year they had a very exclusive Essex, Essex House in New York, which is almost like the Hotel mm-hmm. Pierre, very exclusive. They had a very nice sit-down dinner. Um, and he met some party um, crashers. Tell them about the party crashers. Yeah, they always have party crashers, always. There's always, like, party crashers. <laughs> but, but you know what? This show, they are very uh, – the wines are – Amazing, the food they give you. Mm-hmm. We sat down and had different foods with different wines. You know, it was really, it was really amazing. So that was really cool. And um, so that was yesterday. But I wanted to mention a couple other things. Bonham in New York, that usually has their um, film auction every year with the Turner Channel. You know, um, the famous mm-hmm. film, uh, film things. And this year is very different. They're doing a rock auction, which encompasses <laughs> like Mick Rock and a whole bunch of other famous rock. Uh, items, and that's going to be on March 27th at Bonhams at 580 Madison Avenue. Um, I don't have the exact time, but um, I think I'm going to be getting in there. They, they emailed me today. And then uh, April, se- April is 1st and 2nd, this is interesting. Is what? the wine club going to be there, Spencer? No. <laughs> no. But, yeah. but I've got to mention the Mocha. i got to mention this festival. though. It's on uh, April 1st and 2nd. At 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at uh, in New York, it's the Mocha Cartoon Festival. It's really great. It's like all the major cart- indie cartoonists come there. The Mocha Fest once a year, but we look forward to it. It's a great, it's a great one. And uh, jo- oh, by the way, Joseph Arthur is playing at City Winery March 8th. That's a that's a Yay, point down there. Right? Our, our friend Joseph Holly. So. Um, yep. Joe. A lot of stuff going Joe. on in New York. There actually is a laundry list of things going on in New York that's is quite amazing, actually. You know, <laughs> got to get to New York. <laughs> got to get to New York. Pop in the deep south. Get to New York, Lee. I got to get. I got to get to New York. I know it sounds like Seinfeld up there at the, at the <laughs> Italian <laughs> food festival. The Italian food and wine, Lee. You would have died. You would have died. I want to. I want to run with the buffalo. <laughs> You gotta run with the buffalo, man. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you hey, when you didn't when you didn't know what was happening was if you turned if you didn't see what was happening, Brooke, you, it sounded like a herd of buffalo. You know, you hear the sound. It was like in the old westerns when the buffalo oh, would run imagine. berserk and trample everything around. That's what it sounded like. Hey, don't get in the way in front of uh, don't get in front. Don't get in front of hungry people. That's a that's a rule from the South we learned as a young a young. Well, not only hungry people, Brooke. We're talking about alcoholics uh, in oh, denial. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I mean, there's nothing like seeing these wine writers that have rich. They're red shit faced, right, Holly, uh, Lee, yeah. uh, Brooke. They're they're like red. Their and faces are red, the wine and they're in denial the that they're alcoholics. <laughs> and they're wine writers. You know, you talk to them, it's like, okay, I could drink all the hell I want, and I'm a wine writer. You know, it's like a Seinfeld yeah. thing. Well, it's so ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Somebody's got to film that. Wait, oh, yeah. We're going to go do that. It would be very Let's interesting. Just the we can just call it the running of the bulls. <laughs> yeah, the running of the buffalo. Running with the, the buffalo. buffalo has, yeah. it, the extinct buffalo is now not extinct anymore. Spencer, you have to make sure you tell them all these women are dressed to, like the teeth and they're grabbing bottles of wine. And oh, yeah, the idea. Yeah, that was, Holly, that was, yeah, that was really cool. It's like the men are in suits, the women are all dressed up, and you're seeing all these people trampling each other, absolutely trampling each other to eat. Plus, they're drunk and they're carrying wine with them. And then at the end, get this, at the end, they actually take bottles of wine home. They take bottles of wine home. Oh, they can't get enough it's like, of it. It's yeah. like Alcoholics Anonymous would not like to be run, there. You know what I mean? Run wine and buffalo. That's what you should no, call it. Run wine, run wine and buffalo well, if you're into now. that. But. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say they had a awesome. great sit-down dinner yesterday, though. It was really delicious. The sit-down dinner Very was really good. Very good food. Mm-hmm. Good food. Good what food, else, good Spencer? Wine. I don't know. I mean, um, God, I don't know. There's so much... <laughs> <laughs> what else you want to hear? There's um, always something happening in New York. Okay. How's the weather up Let's there? Let's go to. Weather's cold. Very cold, Brooke. Very cold. Yeah. You know. That's a early March. Okay, we want to hear about weather. the South now. Come on. Hey, listen. You know what we should mention, South. Holly? Next week we have the coffee festival what? on radio. Oh right, right. So okay, that wait next Friday. Spencer and I are going to be interviewing all these amazing companies that took place uh, in the coffee festival. We're going to have everything from coffee to chai to um, macadamia nut milk to to, um, uh, coffee machines. I could use one of those right now. Everything. Amazing, amazing people. Even even a company out of um, New Zealand or is it Australia? Melcadamia. They're, yeah, they're really amazing. Cool, huh, yeah, so I've never had macadamia nut milk. I want to try it right now. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. it's great, Lee. Yeah. You love it. You love it, Brooke Lee. I you would. Love we'll, it, get I think. Some, we'll get some sent to you. We'll get some sent to you. We'll talk to him, okay, and get some uh, <laughs> melcadamia. Like oh yeah, definitely. That's a cool idea, Holly. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah, let's I love it. Them. I love she it. She likes it. We'll send her. We'll send her the plane and we'll send her the vanilla. Yeah. We'll <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, good. Spencer will hook you up. So, okay. I love so, it. I'm so now, excited to try it. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to tune in next next uh, Friday and hear the show because they're really excited about being on the show and they're actually really a class act these people they um are very inventive and spencer actually yeah. sent me a really cool 
uh, piece um, from the show where you put your coffee beans in it and you grind right. your coffee beans and oh. it goes right into the dr- cup where you can drink it fresh. So the inventor of that is Capallo, is right, Holly well. Capallo. I think the name is Capallo. Ca- Caffinio. Yeah, Caffano. Yeah, Caffino. Yeah, exactly. Caffolano. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome company. And, and, the, and then also we got uh, we got Pacific, right? That big company, Pacific, mm-hmm. on the Pacific. show. Pacific, yep. And, and they're really, they have a lot of product, right? Time. Yeah, Pacific's great, but, but listen to this. Pacific, not only, you know, do they do the soups and the and the and the um, broths and all that, they do a whole yeah. line of milk substitutes. Like they do hemp hemp milk. They do yeah, exactly. Um, you know, flaxseed. They do um, you know almond milk. All kinds of different milk. Oh so yeah, good, this delicious. Is not, this is like the different ones that they don't have in the stores. And we're gonna have them on the show. So. And then we really got Rebel cool. Kitchen, Holly. Right, Rebel Kitchen. Rebel, Rebel Kitchen. Kitchen rocks. Now, if anybody wants to have a chocolate fix, because you know me, I don't eat. I don't really eat chocolate, and um, I really love this one drink they have. It's a coconut water, and it's and it's got cacao in it, and it's unbelievable. It's like drinking liquid chocolate, and it's not, and you don't get jittery from it or anything. And whenever I go to Whole Foods, because they do have it in Whole Foods, whenever I go to Whole Foods, the chai, the chai and all the other ones are on the shelf, but the chocolate is always gone. (laughs) It's like never there. It's like one bottle. I'm like, hey. You're not the only one who loves it. All the student drink talks making me hungry. (laughs) Rubble Kitchen, you have it? You love it? Oh, no, I want to. I want to have it. I've done. I've been tried oh, it. I'm dying to try it now. Lee, it's like it's like it's like you know, it's like I know you love dessert. Lee is the funniest person. She will eat. She'll she'll have the most decadent, sweetest, cutest thing ever. When we're up <laughs> to dinner, <laughs> she orders the best stuff, and I always just get to look at it and drool and like I'm like, oh my god. A banana split, a strawberry Italian soda. I swear. Oh, man, that sounds delicious. <laughs> You're so funny. And uh, she cares not too. to eat the whole thing. You just have a few bites, so you don't want anything anymore. <laughs> she shares. See, that's yeah, my downfall. I'll, I'll eat the whole thing. I need to. I need to limit it to one or two bites. But I'll be like, that. I want a piece. You can't now. waste it. Well, you can't waste it. So now. Cramp, and we have no other way to get potassium. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good reason. So, that that's was reason. Yeah, uh, get a leg cramp, a, and that banana split was big. That's a cheater's health guy right there. I really need some potassium. Give me a banana split with two bananas. <laughs> extra, extra Hershey syrup we on top. Just, I had recently hiked a lot, and I was. I had a cramp, and I thought, I need a banana, and all they have is a banana split. <laughs> so that was a good it's excuse. Insecure. It's good. No, it's awesome. That is, Interesting wait, enough, wait, I, saw that, a, I saw, speaking of bananas, about, I saw a video, no. uh, this is totally irrelevant, I think, but uh, I think his name, is it Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son? Uh-huh. He posted some kind of video 
the other day. I don't follow him. But I got a video, and um, mm-hmm. he said something about how human human DNA is fifty percent like made up of uh, potassium, which is the same as the same exact potassium that's in bananas. That just made me look at potassium. From a whole different... Yeah, potassium. Yeah, magnesium I don't know how accurate really that important. is, but I was like, man, that's pretty interesting. Potassium. That was like a, a banana piece. I'm gonna have to do an art piece now. Just a big banana. Wow. On bananas. Yeah, you can be the next Andy Warhol. So That's right. <laughs> I wanted to say really quickly, so segueing from the um, uh, East Coast, let's go to the Deep South and let's hear what's happening out there. Right. Go for it. Oh, you know, wow. uh, Lee, fried, Lee, you want to take this one? my favorite fried <coughs> Go for it. You don't want to talk I'll about food with me, saying... right, Spencer? What, honey? <laughs> You don't want to talk, want to about, talk about food Buffalo? Oh. oh, yeah, Holly's food. Oh, yeah, Holly's food. Forget about it. She's got to do her cookbook, and that's it. End of story. Oh, wow. Oh, I can't wait one. to try yeah. it, Holly. Holly's amazing. Holly's amazing. She's got recipes that are amazing. We just visit. get on the phone. It's unbelievable. It's a food trip, right, Holly? It's a food trip. Yeah. I get on the I phone with Spencer, and I tell him what I'm making. I get on the phone with Spencer, <laughs> and I tell him what I'm making, and then he, and then he goes, oh, no, no, no. Oh, don't do that to me. And then the next thing I know, I call him and he's eating it. So there you go. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, I got you into the Thai food thing the other night. That was really yeah. cool, the Thai one. Ooh, Thai food. Ooh. Oh, yep. God. Thai tea. I'm literally driving through a food desert, and now I, all I want to do <laughs> is eat everything. <laughs> 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 Buzz told me on my show with him. He said there that he was one of the first 
studios that opened up in Nashville, and you know that from interviewing him. But he said since he opened up the studio in Nashville that there are so many different studios now to choose from. And what's really cool is there's a guy that has, I think it's, what's it called, Sugar Hill? Berry Hill. called Sugar Hill? What's it called? Berry Hill. Berry, Berry Hill, okay. Berry Hill. You're yeah. close. <laughs> there's a there's a guy there that talks about wanting to do a documentary on the studio. So there you go. There's your end. Wow. Well, that's, very, so that's a very famous area. There's a lot of studios in Berry Hill, and it's a, it's been kind of like the original location right next to Music Row where a lot of the music started in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. I think it's there's, important. There's so much history there. It's just it's remarkable. Yeah. So what's happening this it weekend was, in Nashville? And I know you're where are you in Nashville now? Um, Lee, again, you're back in Nashville, right? Um, in Georgia. I'm going to be in Nashville this weekend. I am. Okay. And I'm going to Stephanie's uh, release party, and then tomorrow night I might go see Brian Ashley Jones, or I'd love to see Buzz Kaysen if he's playing. I didn't know he's playing. I will go to any any uh, show I can. I love seeing music in Nashville. That's one thing I noticed when I moved there is, you know, you can go down on Broadway and just walk down the street, and even the guys playing on the street are great musicians. <laughs> and every place you go, every you can just it's just amazing. And then when I would go other places, I realized like what a treat it is to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not really a bad band, even at a hotel bar. It's the greatest band. <laughs> You. Yeah, there's a lot of aspiring. There's a lot of young aspiring talent that are yeah. definitely moving up towards the food. Nashville. Well, if you like barbecue, Martin's Barbecue is supposed to be like everyone's favorite in Nashville. <laughs> I, I personally, it, it, I think it's a really interesting place to eat because it's southern cooking. I have a good friend of mine uh, moving to Nashville to work on some culinary delights. Um, it's just kind of an interesting place to be right now. I think in in terms of creativity and food and music and film, it's our the great city for that. Well, you know what you don't know about me is I make killer black eyed peas and ham and grut. Well, I'd like to. I, <laughs> I love do. It. You know, do. you know that Brooks and I are going to come out there like next weekend. <laughs> yeah, you are. And you wait, got my wait, and also. You know what else I make that's really good? And this is going to sound weird, but you'll know what it is. Probably, I don't know, Spencer, if you're going to know, under, know what it is, but it's called what? mush. I make great fried Ooh, mush, mush with um, wow. with uh, uh, maple syrup on it. Did you ever oh. have that? What is it? Or what's the oh, mush, my though? God. You, can, you can't mush just put maple syrup on it. Well, I mean, technically you could. Yeah. It's like what corn. corn it's like corn. It's cornmeal. Oh. Could be the whole blue cornmeal. No, but we. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know I'm sorry. That was that was rude. Um, but no, we could. You know, it's cornmeal, and you make it into a loaf, and then you slice it really however you want, and then pan fry it, saute it, or you could like you know it's almost like um, a California polenta, you know. I don't oh, like that kind okay. of thing. Well, but mush. Very interesting. Brooks knows anything what with it is. maple anything with syrup on top is gonna be good. 
Ooh, Elf. Yeah. Elf. The movie Elf. Puppy Chow. You guys ever heard of Puppy Chow? No. no. What is it? Not, not not the dog food Puppy Chow, but she just it's a knockoff name. But basically, she gets these. Uh, it's almost like uh, it's like checks. I guess she gets it like from the check cereal. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm-hmm. makeshift the recipe. I don't know the exact thing, but I know she gets like the checks from uh, the check cereal. I believe it is, and she she gets this big bowl and she puts. Uh, there's powdered sugar in it. There's honey. There's peanut Ooh. butter. There's a little bit of syrup. Uh, there's a couple other things, but she just mixes it all together, and it is the best stuff. I mean, I could eat on it for two weeks. Like it's just, it's probably not the best for you, but it's just one of those good home, home things that Mama cooks that you just you can't get enough of. Like that's still to this day, that's my favorite cook. So oh, wow, Spencer, you knew we had we to talk about it. food, right? I know. We had to talk I don't know about where it food. lives, but we had to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's one like, big thing oh, I noticed. Like I, I'm, even if I'm even food. if I'm working on a, a small budget, any 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 yeah. new place I go to, I try to find the best little diner, the best little knickknack hole in the wall places. That's usually where you're going to find the best recipe. Right. Oh, totally, totally. So, what else is going out and going on in the deep south before we uh, end our show? And I go into the West. I, I think you oh, should just go to the West. The deep south. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good stuff visit. coming up. Yeah, come yep. down to Atlanta. I got a spot. I got a, uh, you know, there's a couch, blow up mattress. There's a, anything you need. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a. I don't know if you're if you're a golf fan. Me being a, my myself being an Augusta native, you got the Masters coming up the first week of April. I don't know if anybody out there is a golf fan, but oh, that's really? usually huge. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Augusta just is on fire that week. It's like the, it's like their Mardi Gras week. It's crazy, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a tradition that that's been going on for, oh man, I don't even know how many years. But there's a lot of great great people from all over the world come through. I feel like if you if you've never gone, you at least got to do it once in your life. It's, it's there's nothing oh, like yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely! I agree 100. percent We just went. We just had Mardi Gras this week, so we're going from Mardi Gras to uh, New York to the Italian uh, food festival to uh, really good music and uh, food, and now we're going to swing to the West Coast. Um, West Coast. Let's see. Well, we had a lot of rain. We're getting ready for more rain. There's a lot of really great stuff going on at a lot of short museums in uh, in the city. And also here in um, in Sonoma, and um, let's see, uh, there's a lot of different things coming up. I don't really have very much to really add to the West Coast, except that we, you know, we have Bottle Rock coming up. We have, uh, you know, and I don't, and they're changing it every single week. Who's going to be playing at Bottle Rock? And it's really kind of weird, but you know. And then you've got all the other different film festivals there's the natural food festival going on right now which is really good you know i had to get back into food um (laughs) and uh let's see what else um i can't really think think about anything other than the impending rainstorm that we have coming so there you go um lots of flowers blooming springs on the rise what about you spencer (laughs) What? 
God, Spencer fell asleep. Spencer, wake up. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, some musician just emailed me. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, floating out of here. I have, to, I have an appointment in two minutes. Someone from AIGA is okay. coming up here in two minutes. Okay, so listen. So I got to get off. I got to get off. I'm going to say, I'm going to let everyone go. I'm going to say to um, everyone that's listening today, if you want to really um, listen to the show afterwards, it'll be available <laughs> on iTunes and again on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. Thanks to everyone listening in the chat room, everyone listening live. I see a lot of people are listening live. I want to thank everyone. And um, we will be back next Friday with the coffee show. And I want to thank Lee, and I want to thank Brooks also for being here. Make sure to go check out the Moon Exhibit, and also to head on over if you have, um, if you're an independent film person or you have a film that you would like to submit to the film festival, go ahead, submit it. I'm be happy to judge it as well as censor, and uh, we we live for that. So we want to thank everyone for yeah. listening today, and uh, with that. I'm going to end the show with uh, Blackbird, which you wanted me to play. And is there anything you'd like to say, Lee, before we end? No, I thank you for having us on the show, and thanks for your support of the Film Festival Independent Film. And I appreciate you playing Blackbird for my mom. I know she would have loved it. She does love it. She does. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And how about you? I'd how like to think you, so. How about you, Brooke? Oh, no, Anything you want to say, say to everyone? Oh, I just want to say thank to uh, to all the listeners out there, and uh, I thank you for you know Spencer and Lee and everybody here on the show. I just want to want to say how humbled and appreciative I am to be a part of it. I, you know, I've learned a lot from today, and I uh, look forward to working with you all very soon. Cool. Did you realize I was crazy? Okay. You? <laughs> no. No, not me. No. You're normal. I'm You're playing. normal. I wouldn't, Holly. I wouldn't put normie. that label on you. <laughs> nah, I'm a good person. I just like to have fun. I like to kid everyone. And you, Spencer, anything you would like to say besides the buffalo roaming? And besides the buffalo, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Ariel in her first, one of the first movies, uh, Tomorrow with Judith. And that's going to okay. be a big thing with us. And the uh, film goes on. Uh, with me and Lee and Brooke and even with Holly, all of us, a film will go on Yay! and say, say the things that are important in life and let the world know what's going on. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. right. That's right. I love it. I love it. And I want to and I want to say before we end the show, it's Friday, guys. Please do not drink and drive. Um, I always say that every Friday. I just think it's very important. Lee, put your beer down. Lee, put your beer down. Your beer <laughs> down. <laughs> not I'm off, guys. I'll see you. I'm off. I'm off, guys. I'll see you. Happy Friday. Love you all. Love you all. But, love you all. Um, love everybody. Thanks, everybody. But, but wait, don't hang up. Don't hang up. I want to say to everyone out there listening, you know, make sure that you are always aware of your surroundings. Um, it's really important right now. Make sure you are aware of your surroundings and, uh, you know, just be safe and have fun this weekend, wherever you are in this world. Because we do, just so everybody knows, we're a global radio show. And I have people emailing me from Australia and Tokyo and Japan and all different places telling me they've been listening. Because 
Like I said, this is also a podcast that people listen to. For everyone listening internationally, yay! We hope that you are happy and having a great weekend. And uh, stay safe, guys. And with that, we'll end with Blackbird. Drive carefully, uh, Lee, okay? And Brooke, good luck with the uh, exhibit, okay? I appreciate it. Thank great you, to speak Holly. with you. Thank you. Okay, love you. Here you guys go. Love you too. Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings And learn to fly All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You are only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird, fly Blackbird, fly Into the line of a dark black night Waiting for this moment to arrive.